0: everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Mystic Lubricants. For a look at their full range of top quality products, visit mysticlubes.com. So here we are. Karen, you're in a Home Depot parking lot. Isn't it amazing how we can record a podcast from anywhere? It is, and you just never know. I'm, uh, I
1: just got back from a trip late last night. I went um, to Iowa, Eastern Iowa to Northwestern Illinois and back to northeastern Iowa. And I needed to pick up my dogs this morning from boarding. So I was like, well, there's a big parking lot. Plus I have a little mouse problem in my house and I have to get some stuff here at Home Depot before I pick up the dogs.
0: Ooh, so last time we talked to you, you were going up to Minnesota. Um, and tell us what you've learned on your travels. Anything that we should know about that you found interesting? You know, there's pockets,
1: just like there always are. Um, I was up in North Dakota and Minnesota. Uh, some of those areas had a lot of water. Some of them needed water. Uh, Eastern Iowa and Northeastern Iowa look pretty good. But I hate to say that and jinx them for some kind of derecho show or hailstorm that could come in the next week. <laughs> but there are still dry pockets. Like you go south of Champaign in Illinois and it's still fairly dry. Um, I got some pictures from one of our guys I work with in Kentucky and there were some severe pollination problems
0: over lots of acres
1: on corn. So it, it'll be interesting.
0: Sounds like it's all over the board as per usual. I mean, is yeah anything it's the always the haves
1: and the have-nots, and it just switches who it is each time. So,
0: so were there any um, problems that you saw that a lot of people were talking about besides the weather? Um, any disease or anything that that um, has We've gotten been a couple up? calls
1: from southeastern Iowa, where they've had a significant amount of rain and where they also have some irrigation. They're starting to see some tar spot. Come in, which is all our fear, you know, with these cooler temperatures. And we have some rains coming this weekend. um, We know that we had some inoculum in the field last year. Now, how viable that inoculum is is still in question, but I guess we're going to learn here pretty quick. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Some people are looking at doing a second round of fungicide, some people are just waiting to see what happens. So, I guess we're on pins and needles until that either develops
0: or doesn't develop, so. Before I came on, a a sprayer went over my house, and it's about to start raining, so who knows what he's doing. I don't know. He or she, I should say. I'm Um, not that
1: far from you sitting in Peoria,
0: and it doesn't, I mean, it's a little cloudy, but it doesn't, I don't think it's going to rain here. We're forecast to get rain here this afternoon, I believe. Okay. and maybe through the weekend we could use some i knew we, I mean, we had some coming through the weekend yeah i figured out in my um flower bed yesterday that i have slime mold oh or they call it like dog's vomit i guess according yeah. to my google search which they said it means it's too wet there now, i don't i don't did you
1: get that five inches last week in your area it was kind of just west of Burlington. that got about five.
0: Okay. No, not that I know of. I was I at State Fair all it. week. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. How did that go? I, I'm glad I, I enjoy going to State Fair, but I couldn't do it all the time. Let's just say that. I'm glad it comes once a year. I enjoy it, have fun with it. But then by the time it's over, I'm like, okay, see you next year. But I
1: broke I, my agriculture card, but I just try and avoid it like the plague.
0: I will, um, if I go next year, I'll be in a different capacity. Cause I'll no longer be doing Walton webcasting,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, because I'm getting a new job, but you know, it's, it's now let's transition into harvest mode. I'm, I'm transitioning into that. Um, oh, I sure need a few weeks. are getting yet. ready. <laughs> What'd you say? I need a few weeks yet no yeah it is
1: late August I guess classes start next week so I need to get through the first week of class before we start thinking about harvest so
0: yeah I guess so it'll be here before we know it like just think in a month people will be scratching to get going I bet yeah
1: just like always still pretty green
0: for quite a bit
1: but you know
0: lots of things can happen so Yeah. So I wanted to share this with you and I shared it with you earlier, but I've ran across something interesting. So did you know that sweet food, sweet food, (laughs) sweets and junk food are healthier than meats? Would you agree? I don't think my waistline would. So I found this on RFD TV. It says, Research from Tufts University shows that sugary cereals—I'm having a hard time talking today—sugary cereals, potato chips, and M&Ms are allegedly healthier than meats like pork chops, beef, and sausage. And the National Cattlemen's Beef Association issued a statement saying, "Quote: The idea that M&Ms, potato chips, and cereal are somehow healthier." and natural beef, ignores scientific evidence, and frankly, doesn't measure up to logic. These snack foods are high in sugar, carbohydrates, and fats, while beef is a nutrient-rich food that provides essential protein, iron, zinc, and numerous B vitamins, unquote. Interesting research. I wonder how the hell that got through, to be honest.
1: Well, I... I really wonder how a lot of research gets through, honestly. I mean, if we only have so many money, so much money to spend on research, I really think we need to focus in on things that can be helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think,
1: yeah, I think that was a little bit of a waste, but.
0: Get this, the controversial study, what it says was funded in part by Bill Gates. Dun, dun, really? dun. Yep. Well,
1: he hates cows, right? So that that's not far off his agenda. So But
0: owns what most of the land in the US, is that right?
1: I believe he is the biggest landowner at the moment, yes. Yeah. So
0: Hmm. interesting. So take that. Like ranch
1: land that probably has cattle on it, I would assume. But to each their own, I suppose if I had millions and billions, I would spend it how I wanted to and not how other people wanted me to. But
0: I had millions of dollars. I want to spend it on a study that says that's like, like Beef National Academy said, it's not logical. Like when I was in school doing journalism, one of the biggest things they taught us was, "Is, is this common sense? Like step back and look at it. Does that make sense? Like, isn't something up with that? And I look at that. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. I mean i'd like to read this study i tried searching for it on the internet and i couldn't find it but that's just not logical like Cattleman said so
1: well and obviously the government and the national or the national health and science or whatever that agency is called you know they put out the my plate you know for the for you to you know, how kids are supposed to eat the My Plate, and we, obviously, we just did 4 H. So I'm very familiar with the My Plate in the last two weeks. But, um, and it, it obviously does not show that that's what you need. It's protein, fruits and vegetables, dairy, and then some grains.
0: Well, isn't the food pyramid is still a thing? No, the food pyramid no? is old. But I mean, it still <laughs> has the right idea, mind. right?
1: It's the same idea, but they've moved on to My Plate have different graphics where they show you an actual plate and then they portion it out to how much each one should be so Isn't
0: it's something a new marketing the fist size there's a fist size of like portion i, I learned think that, that somewhere pretty,
1: yeah the fist size is usually the protein if i remember correctly but i usually so, yeah, more I than have fist size vegetables and then a a little bit less than a quarter is protein and then the rest are grains but
0: all in moderation I let's just all say that right
1: exactly but I think <clears throat> we have really kind of forgot what that word means in the U.S. so we can't moderate our food our politics or anything else so <laughs> I saw in Twitter I think it was on Twitter, at least social media, where they're trying to replace dairy with bug guts. Did you see this? No. Yeah. So they're putting it like in breads and things like that, kind of as the replacement. And I thought that would be, that would set me carb-free pretty fast if there were bugs in my feed. I realize there's places all over the world that eat bugs for protein, but
0: I just don't think I can hack it why is this a thing why Why is this a thing like i i understand in other countries they eat them pretty regular um i've tried i think one time when i was at a conference i tried an insect i mean it wasn't terrible but it's like how can people get on this bandwagon and eat these regularly
1: well i mean if you're hungry and you need food i get it Or if you're in areas of the world where growing bugs would be easier than growing, say, cattle or something like that. But for here in the U.S., I just, I don't think so.
0: Aren't the insects needed for a different purpose?
1: Well, there are some, like my business partner was just in Uzbekistan and they have like insect farms where they actually grow lace wings and beneficial insects to put out into the fields and because they don't have vegetation where they don't have actual irrigation and have something growing so it's not like here where we have trees or things in between where there's things that other insects could be harbored but and then they also grow silkworms to make silk and things like that so you know bug farming in other places
0: is seems more common than it is here Is it profitable? Well,
1: in those other countries, yes. I'm not so sure. I mean, people didn't want to, you know, they tried the whole big plant meat diet, uh, you know, and all the impossible foods and all that came out. And then now it's kind of backing away from that. So if we wouldn't eat plant-based food, I don't see how we're eating bug-based food.
0: No, I, I don't, I don't see that either. I, I, I saw an advertisement somewhere where there was a fast food chain that is um, taking out their plant-based proteins because there's no demand for them. I, mean, I, had a talked classic- to,
1: I talked to the lady at the KFC in your town there, and I was like, is it really popular? And she said, no, not really here. And so they were kind of offering it based on locations where it was actually popular.
0: Yeah, like Chicago, probably. <laughs> like A more
1: urban area or, you know, places where people do eat more plant-based. You know, a lot of different cultures eat more chickpeas and things like that. So in those areas, it might be more popular. But the weird thing was they still fried it in the oil with the chicken. So it's not like it's really vegan friendly.
2: Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com.
0: There we go. Holy shit.
2: Can you
3: hear me? Yeah. I I'm sorry guys I I got are you in a tractor no we are we are laying out some tile work I'm in a gator we're we're trying to plan some tile input on the wheat ground we planted this year um or plant you know planted last year harvested this year so we're trying to figure out a tile project and Chris is like come on I need you to go and I'm like okay I ain't got nothing going on because
2: I'm an airhead
3: (laughs) yeah i i'm sorry it's okay i set an alarm <laughs> yeah like well we got up and loaded hogs this morning and then i went in took my shower and got my computer to do some work and chris is like we we've got to dump cattle feed and then you need to look at this tile project i'm like what okay where were we what are we talking about
0: well we've talked about bugs we've talked about oh how A study shows that um, sweet and junk foods are healthier than protein, like beef and sausage and stuff. Okay, Um, I'm
3: going to be on board with the protein and the sweets. Let's do a balanced diet.
0: Balance. Everything in moderation, right?
3: Absolutely. Except for donuts. You can have as many of those as you want.
0: Yes. Donuts and milk. That's what Karen was talking about. Karen, tell her what you said about the dairy. Oh, well, I was seeing online this past week that
1: they were talking about using bug guts instead of dairy and like breads and things like that. No. And I said that was the quickest way for me to end up being carb-free.
3: <laughs> no shit. That yeah. sounds
1: disgusting.
0: People, so I, I get
1: it. Well, I get it in places where they might be starving. Yeah. But we're in places where you have choices I don't think that that's going to be a choice.
3: (laughs) I don't either. Um, Yeah. I mean, it could be an individual choice, but I, I don't, I don't foresee it being, I would a vegan eat bug guts. That's my question.
1: I don't know because it was alive.
3: So they put it in live or you have to eat it live.
1: No, it was alive. Like they don't eat animals that were alive oh right yeah so, but i didn't I mean i would I, think yeah, I a little bug would be a critter
0: yeah but um, an insect isn't an animal critters. correct animal they're not the same thing oh that's true but i don't know it's
3: not like vegans are all that smart anyway
0: you may want to go yeah, I'm, I'm i'm googling vegan eats bugs the simple answer is no insects are technically animals vegetarians oh, don't eat animals so vegetarians don't eat bugs but i'm asking about vegans why do vegans eat bugs it's healthy so a vegetarian won't eat
3: a bug but a vegan
0: will no we're, not. Oh. we're determining okay so it says is it okay to eat bugs if you're vegan or vegetarian the old argument that insects are animals and therefore as a vegan or vegetarian you shouldn't be eating them so the argument now is whether a bug is an animal or not. And that probably depends on the vegan, honestly. I a think bug it is depends on how
1: starving you are.
0: I think oh, that Oh, there's there's a Reddit thread now too.
3: Of course there is.
0: Oh, now I'm going deep into the rabbit hole. Into the rabbit hole. I have a
3: question for the agronomist. What um, Chris and I were just talking about uh, fungicide. We have some, uh, you know, we sprayed beans and corn with fungicide this year. It's been a wet year, uh, still getting a lot of rain. And this is probably not how agronomists do it, but there are freaking mushrooms everywhere. Um, and some people did not spray their beans. What, what's, what's the professional opinion?
1: Well, as unpopular (laughs) as it is, in soybeans, I'm not a big proponent of fungicide because a lot of the diseases we have are not fungus. Okay. But I do believe that the insecticide gets a bump in the soybeans. Now, people will argue with me on that and go ahead. But that's my opinion from what we've seen. Now, on corn, corn is a little bit more distinguishable, I think, on reasons to spray. And I mean, we have a whole list of criteria. And one of the first things you should look at is what is the disease rating for your hybrid? And then you can look at, is it cool at night? Is How long are the leaves wet during the day? You know, is there inoculum in the field? Is it corn on corn? I mean, there's a whole bunch of criteria you can look at. I believe there was a lot more I think it's more apt to spray corn in most situations than it would be to spray beans. What I'm getting now is with the cooler weather and the wetness, are we worried about tar spot? And my best suggestion is to be looking for it. You know, you have to scout it. If you've already spent the money on one fungicide application before I spent the money on a second one, I would be scouting to see what I see out there. And if I don't see anything today, I'd be back out in two, three days and I'd check it again. And I'd look at my hybrids that were most susceptible and I'd be looking not just for tar spot, but for other things like gray leaf spot and just to see what else is going on in the field. But before I made a second application, I would definitely verify that it was needed.
3: Okay. So back to the soybeans then. So if you're making a pass for, for the insects, um, go ahead and throw the fungicide in.
1: Well, that wouldn't be the best integrated pest management. <laughs> okay. So I know a lot of people do it because it's cheap. It also can, you know, if we spray those products in both corn and soybeans, we can look at more levels of resistance. Mm-hmm. And we have seen that in parts of the South with frog eye leaf spot. Um, But I guess I'm not one to just throw it in just because, but I'm looking at it from this aspect and not from the farmer's aspect. So, okay. I mean, the best thing would be if you want to find out, then, you know, put in some check strips and test it.
3: Yeah. Cool. Thank you.
1: But I do think you'll get a bump from the insecticide.
3: Okay. I, I, I what little i know i I do think that that's probably probably important right now and i don't know a lot about bugs but my god they're everywhere aren't they maybe somebody does need to start eating them
0: (laughs) i don't know if anyone wants
1: to eat stink bugs though you know
0: see that was my point earlier aren't the bugs needed for something else like out in the environment instead of us eating them like aren't aren't if we insect could population's market, already down.
1: If we could figure out a market for water hemp and stink bugs, I think we would be rich. There oh, yeah. you go, Kelsey. We're, we're looking for the next thing for people to make okay. money on. If we I'm can figure right out a, a use for water hemp and stink bugs, I think we would be golden.
0: Oh so my God. then if if I become rich, then I have to give you some money because you came up with the idea. There you go. I will be and your then- dependent. <laughs> Then we'll Chris, all quit is Girls is Talk
3: personal, Chris is on a pish, personal mission to eliminate water hemp. He's, I, I think he has nightmares about water hemp. Actually, I'm sure he does.
1: <laughs> it has been a nightmare this year for sure. There's been a lot of escapes and going into next year, there's going to be a lot of seed. So I've been telling our customers during our meetings this summer that if you have a bad water hemp escape, that would be a good place to consider putting in some cereal rye this fall to help alleviate some of the weed seed bank. But I know people are either... Okay, that's fascinating. Or I mean, if you have wheat, that would be something else that could have some effect too. But I kept pushing, you know, we need to stop Ha- thinking about chemicals and more chemicals and more chemicals, and we need to put in some of these non-chemical weed controls. I think, in order, especially to make because our chemicals, chemicals last are so expensive. Weaker. Well, that, that's what I- we we have a lot of resistance issues, particularly in Illinois. And I know we like to be super achievers and weed resistance and governors in jail in Illinois, but we, you know, can at least stop the first one. So,
3: I have a stupid question.
1: No questions are stupid. It's
3: genuinely stupid, but I, I I don't know. So so like if you have an outbreak of water hemp in like a corner of your field, okay, and because that's kind of what we've seen a little bit is just small patches of it. Do you have to plant the whole field
1: and cover cover crop? No, no, you just
3: plant that corner.
1: Yeah, I've been telling my people that you know plant the corner or if you have a neighbor who doesn't control their weeds and they get into your field then just put a couple of passes up against that field okay. you know, cover crops are something I think you need to do in small doses to learn right yeah and, and particularly I'm more I really would only start if you're just starting out I would only put them in front of soybeans okay. I would wait until I was a little bit more experience before i'd start putting them in front of corn because you have to have it killed then you have to have good rain or you have to strip till you have to look at more management for insect issues and so but if you're going to the soybeans for next year i think it's a good option
3: i i think that 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 turns into a time management thing too if you can just do corners or where you have the outbreak or around the edges like you said you know you've got less time planting it you you can like we've had cover crops flown on uh, to, you know, to, and that I'm not sure how well, I mean, I know people do it, but
1: the pattern then, can be kind of iffy.
3: Yeah. The pattern can be iffy. And, um, but if you're doing just around the edge or a small corner, even your, your planting time is down, your kill time is down, your spray time is down. Um, You know, it's not, it's not such a
1: huge commitment, I guess, time-wise. And a lot of people say, you know, they're, they're weed problems are always a lot of times around the headlands or the end roads yeah. yeah and so I mean you could do just those parts of the field too to, to try and keep some of that out of the area so
3: Fascinating. so and not an
0: all or nothing <laughs> interestingly yeah. enough the August issue of successful farming has been laying on my desk just I need wanting to read it just haven't had time and their cover stories talking about cover crops and provides pretty good information they talk about a three-year approach and on-farm trials and interesting interestingly enough it says only about four percent of U.S. cropland is planted with cover crops according to the latest ag census which I feel like is going to go up because I can't tell you every conversation I've always had cover crops come into it somehow some way
1: well the economics Um, are a little bit iffy at the moment, but there are some programs I know Illinois corn has a program uh, where you can get some money for cover crops plus a cover crop coupon there's some equip money there's some nrcs there's some watersheds if you're in certain watersheds there's money there. Because um, we're really looking at depending on what you're trying to accomplish specifically if we're looking at weed control i'm looking about a bushel per acre of either rye or even wheat would be fine and. But you have to let it grow. It has to be something that grows in the spring and then covers the soil to stop the sunlight from hitting the soil so the, the weed seeds don't germinate later in the season. But you have to have enough of a cover. You have to have enough straw to make sure that that happens season long. So a lot of problems we're having now is the water hemp in some fields is breaking now. Well, there's nothing you can do about it right now. Right. So I think- close to harvest. I think
3: cover crops need high management. I mean, that's kind they of do. just, I, and I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, they aren't more popular. Um, they are expensive. it's, it, it's intense. I mean, it really is to manage them to manage your workload, you know, in the fall and get them planted at the right time. I, I mean, we're shorthanded. I, I mean, just flat out, we're shorthanded this fall. And, um, you know, it, it sounds like a good idea, but you, when you prioritize the work that needs done, obviously getting this year's crop out um, is going to take first priority. And then then by the time you do that, you know, are you past your cover crop planting time? What's the weather like? Is the ground too wet to even get a tractor on? And They're, they're, in, they're intensive management.
2: Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And it's, it takes years. You know, it's not a perfect system. (laughs) It's going to take years learning from mistakes and you know just making sure.
3: You've got intensive management your first year and and may not see the results or may not have it right. And so then you're like, you know, is it worth it another year and, you know, and then another year to, to work through the kinks and uh, make it work for you. It's a,
0: It's not an overnight thing. And that's 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 the but with
1: things like the Inflation Reduction Act and the conservation payments they are coming through that, how they're looking at some for the next farm bill, how some of this stuff might also be in the conservation payments. It doesn't hurt to get your feet wet with cover crops now.
3: No, it uh, no, it doesn't. Um but but i can tell you like adding something from just from my perspective adding something else to our plate right now is completely overwhelming
0: i think care makes a good point of start on a small scale yeah, yeah. It it's not like you have to cover an entire field with them yeah know? and i
3: think that's fascinating actually I, I that's something i can get on board with because you don't have to be all in or all out
1: yeah, do mm-hmm. the corner do the headlands because you know it can help with some compaction too after you've run the semis through if you can get some establishment in the headland areas too so yeah huh.
3: you need to talk to chris
1: hi chris
3: <laughs> he walked off with the oh. i saw he
1: put something in the back of the gator yeah so uh, what else
3: how's how, how are people spraying uh fungicide around you Karen are your customers
1: spraying fungicide? Um well I'm sitting in the Home Depot parking lot in Peoria. So, okay. no, I don't oh. planes from here but I have had calls the last two days. I know some are going to go up today. They have some insects in their corn and some are spraying the second round in the wetter areas where they've already gotten some established tar spot. They're looking at spraying some more. I so,
3: think Chris said he saw tar or no he didn't see tar spot or I think it was tar spot. Uh, maybe one one county over from us. I'm not sure.
1: It's definitely uh, something you want to scout for.
3: Yeah. Oh my God, the bugs are bad in this wheat field right now. Jeez.
0: Eat them. Oh. Yeah, snack time. <laughs> Anytime you're hungry, just grab a bug. Well, it's that's so all disgusting. I got, guys. That's all I have.
1: Okay, well, I want to send a shout out to our friend who's been on the podcast before, Food Hussy. She was on Guy's Grocery Games this week.
0: How so cool. I
1: it, but you should definitely watch because she did awesome. You also. already
0: know the outcome? It was on this week. I watched it last night. Oh, yep. oh so it's already live. I was going to say, and TV, you're not supposed to tell people who wins before it airs.
1: I just said, I'm not going to tell you the outcome, but she does great. So you'll want to see it. i saw she was doing that i haven't had time to watch it yet um i didn't watch it i saw it on in the hotel but i didn't watch it because i promised bristol i would wait and watch it with her and so she says you need to tell your friend heather that i have a lot of questions for her
0: (laughs) that's awesome
1: all right well happy happy end of state fairs and happy going to college next week This is the first time we haven't had to pay college tuition in I don't even know
0: how long. I have no more kids in school. We're done. Treat yourself. Go nope. go buy you something nice. I just want to take a nap. I could get okay. on the board with that, too.
3: Yeah. Same.
0: All right. Well, let's go take a nap, then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, later.